0: Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast from Taylor's Media with me, Andy Davis. This is a new podcast and we're setting it up specifically in response to what's happening in the wake of the coronavirus situation that's currently affecting how we all work and the businesses we all work in. So, uh, every day if possible, I'm going to try and speak to some retailers, suppliers and some experts to try and get a realistic snapshot of what's happening in the KBB retail industry and try to find the nuggets of advice and practical ideas that can be shared amongst everybody. I can't promise there won't be doom and gloom, but we'll try and keep it to a minimum and we'll focus instead on how people are trying to keep their businesses moving forward. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss any episodes. They might be quite intermittent, so you need to subscribe to make sure you don't miss them. Speaking of moving business forward, I'm going to take advantage of your ears for a very short, shameless plug for my company, Taylor's Media. We're the home of KBB Review, of course but also Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms, Consumer Magazine and Studio, the magazine for residential interior designers and architects. We are very much open for business, we're working on the next issues as normal and we'll be updating our websites and email newsletters as normal too. So, give your usual account manager a call or even drop me a line if you want to and use us to tell your retailers and the wider industry that you're open for business too. Okay, let's start with retailers. Uh, the picture, as we record, I think is that most people are still very much open, albeit with lots of restrictions. But let's find out. Okay, so joining me now down the line, we've got Luke Wedgbury from Colville Kitchens and Bedrooms. Hello, Luke. Are you there?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you,
0: Andrew? I'm all right, mate. How are you getting on?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's it's unprecedented times, isn't it? It's it's a difficult moment for for all retailers, but because we're in the in the in the in the middle of this kind of KBB industry, it feels like the system is quite hard at the minute. I think most people that I speak to within the industry are in a state of shock, definitely. Things are moving so quickly, it's difficult to to plan around it currently.
0: Well, look, for those uh, who aren't familiar with you, give us a sort of 30-second view of of Colville, where it is, how big it is.
1: Yeah, so we are based in the Midlands, in the heart of Leicestershire, and uh, our business is we've got a we've got a quite big showroom for independent KDB about so four and a half thousand square feet and what we average is two installs per week. Uh, and we're specifically specialists in in kitchen and turnkey solutions. Uh, that's that's an overview of our business and what we do. So how how, uh, many, how many staff do you have? So within the showroom there's six and there are two teams of installers. We're we're uh, we're not tiny, we're no means big, we're probably Bang average for for for, for a decent sized KBB industry uh, independent.
0: Okay, so normally you're doing two kitchens a week. Give us an idea of, of what your current sort of footfall and interest is.
1: Surprisingly, the footfall and interest hasn't hasn't fallen at all. We looked at the we looked at what we did last week, and we looked at what we did at the beginning of this week in regards to leads, and they're still coming through. It's the, the inquiries are still there. However, the bookings that we have in the diary. We are getting concerns now. So people are calling through and asking us if if they're still going ahead. And currently, we're reassuring people that they are. Uh, And they're asking us what provisions we're putting in place. So as far as football goes, no. We haven't seen any drop-off yet. And our in-house designers and our CAD technicians are busy. We're still working. Uh, So nothing's happened drastically on that side of the business. But I can see within a two to three week period if things continue as they are we're going to have to pull the plug on some of the installs simply because of the worries that our clients are showing us right you mean of of having fitters in their homes you mean yeah yeah they're just worried about it yeah a lot of our a lot of our clients do kind of fit into the bracket of these of these vulnerable people there's a lot of people who are kind of 65 plus that's our market, really. People are looking for that turnkey key solution. There's a lot of people coming to their homes, electricians, pastorers, plumbers and installers, and clearly they're worried. Uh, what,
0: so, what kind of issue, have you had any issues yet with supply of, of products?
1: Nothing yet. Everybody seems to be doing what probably we're all doing, uh, Andrew, which is it's kind of that one, isn't it? On the surface, everything's fine, but underneath everyone's panicking a little bit. So, supply-wise, we're not feeling anything yet. Everybody is doing the right thing by saying it is business as usual until we get told otherwise.
0: Let's look a little bit about what you can practically do about things. Because um, obviously you sat around, I'm sure, thinking, right, what are we are going to do if this demand does drop, if we do have to shut people down, or do we do have to send people home. So what can you actually do? You're, you're, you're a social media guy. Uh, is social media a big part of your plans?
1: I think. I think social media is going to be absolutely huge in the coming months for anybody in the retail industry i've spoken to a few people who have said oh we're kind of just going to we're just going to take it easy for now we're not going to do too much on social media we're not going to do too much marketing too much advertising we're just going to see where land line lies. but listen if you want my two cents that's a huge mistake although the cash flow might be difficult for KDB in the industry and, and retailers now is the time to do the marketing we're going to be in the next two to three weeks at a state where people are going to be at home, and they're going to be on the phones, and they're going to be on the pads, and they're going to be online, and people are going to be looking for what they can do when this eventually passes because it will eventually pass. So the social media for us is going to take a, it's going to take a bit of a. We're going to we're going to increase that. We're going to increase the awareness on social media. I'll be doing more, more videos to reassure people everything's okay, and obviously we can we can almost use this. Climate to our advantage. Now, what I mean by that is by saying to clients, listen, when this is all over, in however that looks, whether so it's two, three, or four months, uh, we're going to be busy. It's going to be everybody is going to be coming back in and saying, what we want to do what we're doing now." So maybe now is the time to plan, and we can we can do things virtually. So we can we can do some searching now and plan ahead for two to three months, and I think that's part of that's part of our business plan for the next three months, most definitely.
0: I mean, this is where it sounds very mercenary, doesn't it, to kind of feel that one industry is taking advantage of the, tri- of the tribulations of another. But one of the things I've heard a lot over the last week is people saying, "Well, look, no one's going on holiday, no one's yeah. you know, no one's spending their money on big holidays." Equally, you know, the fast-moving consumer goods market is going to really be affected, but yeah. You know, big-ticket kitchens and bathrooms, they take a long time to plan. A lot of that planning is not done face-to-face. It is done, you know, remotely anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, you yeah, we are – this industry is set up, actually, weirdly, in its own sort of strange way, set up a lot better than many others are to have a continuation of business.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's a, a valid point, really. If we were to – if we were told to close our public showroom – uh, would it have a huge impact on the day-to-day run of the business? The truth is, no, it wouldn't. Um, the truth is that most of our leads—I think 75% of our leads—come via online anyway, and are, are and our process that way. So, yeah, we would put things in place to make sure it didn't affect us if we were actually physically closed down. Which, yeah, let's face it, it may well go that way. Uh, so, yeah, so we have to use it to our advantage. We have to. Almost lean on the fact that, no, we're not going to do anything as far as an installation, as far as the delivery size for the next two to three months. That may well be the case. But you know what? When this is over, we're going to be really busy. So maybe now, while everyone's in isolation, it's a good time to plan these things. Uh, That's our take on
0: it. One of the things I've noticed, you have sort of got a very prominent statement up on your Website at the moment as well, about basically keeping touch. We can send you brochures, we can consult with you remotely. You've, you've updated your website very quickly.
1: Yeah, I think it's important. I think, and, and, and we're having daily huddles with the staff as well, Andrew, because I think everybody needs some clarity around what's going to happen and what is happening. So, as long as we can keep our clients and our staff aware of where we stand, then that, that puts us ahead of the game straight away.
0: And how are you set up, um, you don't have to give me the details, but how are you set up financially to sort of ride this out?
1: We're okay, I suspect. We, we've we had a great start to the year, and the end of last year was phenomenal. So, so as far as cash flow goes, we're okay. My wife and I run the business together. We're joint directors. We're a, we're a proper traditional family business. And, and we sat down and did a three-month plan yesterday. Last week it started off as a one month plan, and then it grew to a two month plan, and now it's a three month plan. And I think three months is a is a good a good time scale to work to. That may may well change so a four month plan. but as far as three months is concerned, we could actually go for a period of eight to twelve weeks without delivering any products uh, and still and the business, still be okay. So from that point of view, we're lucky. We we understand we're very lucky, and I think the government have done a good job of reassuring small businesses that they're going to help us. How much of that help is going to be readily and easily available, I'm not too sure. But from yesterday's announcement and the day before, they seem to be saying the right things currently, which is only positive.
0: Okay, is there anyone or anywhere you are turning to for advice or for uh, ideas?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm already part of an elite mastermind group. So I'm part of a, a mastermind group where there are seven business owners who all turn over similar amounts of money to us. Uh, So we are consulting with each other on a daily basis, which is great because they are all in different sectors and all different sectors are having to cope with it differently. Uh, And we're getting lots of different ideas from, from, you know, the catering industry and industry, people like that. So, yeah, it's a constant. We obviously have group chat and we have group emails and we're actually going to jump on a conference call tomorrow. We're going to have a Zoom call tomorrow just to, Where everyone sits and what we can offer for ideas and help and
0: support that's interesting actually because we talk a lot about you know the kbb industry sticking together and working our way through this but actually there's those local business groups are incredibly important for passing on leads passing on ideas for that very specific geography of your local market
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely i think i think there's bigger things at play here i think there's you know i think what is happening is so far out of our control the only thing that we can control is our mindset and how we view things as a business. It's the only thing we've got control over because things are changing so rapidly on a day-to-day basis. It's very difficult to have any kind of plan in place or any kind of control. And, you know, the the, the, the general consensus I'm getting from, from the, especially the business owners that I'm close to and talking to is that we're not really... Entering a, a black abyss. In. There's no, there's no black hole that we're all getting swallowed into. The, the measures that are being put in place, they're only creating a, a bottleneck, which is heading towards a tunnel. And at the end of that tunnel, there's light, and we can see the light. And actually, looking three or four months down the line, it's, it's a blinding light. The bounce back for this, we believe, is going to be incredible. People aren't cancelling their orders; they're just postponing them. So, at the back end of our year, we're expecting to be incredibly busy
0: well, this well look thank you so much uh, luke for your time here today and very positive messages which is just what we like um so thank you very much we'll come back to you maybe in a few weeks and see how you're getting on oh
1: brilliant no problem no, no problem at all, Andrew. good
0: to speak to you you too mate thank you so much that was luke wedgbury from coville kitchens i'll put all of his social media details in the description of this episode if you want to get in touch with him i'm sure he'll be okay with that Right, let's take a look at what's happening over on the supply side of things. Again, my overall impression is that most people are functioning pretty normally at this moment, but let's find out. Okay, I've got Stephen Johnson here, the MD of KUKA UK, on the line. Are you there, Stephen? I am, yes. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you getting on? I'm good. Are you? Yeah, yeah, we're still surviving. We're still here. Right, listen, this is obviously going out to people who do kitchens and bathrooms, so just give us the sort of 30-second pitch on KUKA and its sort of status in the UK.
2: So, Kuka is the preeminent boiling water brand invented in the 1970s. It delivers at 200 degrees. We recently added in chilled and sparkling. So, we have a tap that truly does it all. Um, and our sales during the, the, the last part of last year this year were really, really strong. So, a really positive period for the brand up until the recent days. <laughs>
0: so, give us an idea of, sort of how many showrooms you're in across the country.
2: Yeah, so we will trade through around. We have over three thousand direct accounts, uh, and of those accounts, we will be operating across around six and a half to seven thousand outlets across right. the UK, and that includes
0: Ireland as well. Right. So you, you know you're there on you've got your finger on the pulse of what's happening here, obviously. So look, what what is the current status of Kuka and your supply chain, your logistics? You're getting you know getting products out there. What is the current status of it?
2: Yes, yeah, so and we are, as of that today, everything is as good as it has been. So we've seen no decline in web traffic. we see seen no decline in orders. Um, services continue as they have done. Obviously, it's it's a little more challenging uh, to ensure that we um, keep the business free of the virus. But as I sit here today, if I look at our headline figures on web traffic, it remains exceptionally positive, but we, we don't feel that that will last.
0: Well, no, I was going to say that is a very positive story, and that's fantastic, but presumably you are planning for that to change at some point in the coming days weeks?
2: Yeah, inevitably. I think the, the concern for us is that we are seeing European kitchen companies now closing their doors and not delivering kitchens. We are seeing a number of retailers close their doors and are not accepting visits or customers. So if you logically follow that, there will become a period of complete and total inactivity.
0: And what are you doing to
2: sort of mitigate
0: that in any way?
2: I think the, the challenge at the moment is trying to understand what the position will be. So it is at the moment something that we look at daily um our main concern is obviously the well-being and welfare of our staff so i'm happy to report at the moment we have we employ over 70 people in the uk um, and we are completely free at the moment of the virus and the offices are uh safe haven so at this time um we're okay
0: and what kind of feedback are you getting
2: from your retail
0: customers for, for what's happening yeah. in their showrooms?
2: So I think one of the challenges is that the, everybody has a different perception of what should be done, what's going to happen, what the next actions are. So uh, under those circumstances, it is exceptionally difficult to plan because we are in an unknown situation.
0: What are you advising your customers to be doing? What you know, if if a retailer is listening to this and they just don't know what to do, you're obviously dealing with lots of retail businesses all the time. You're seeing who's doing who's doing best practice and who isn't. What 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 are you advising your customers to literally to, to be doing today?
2: I think it is the advice we would give our customers is that they should look at the most likely scenario, which we feel will result in a significant reduction in their business. So, we are encouraging all our dealers to take a look at their business model. And we are taking the period of April to June and suggesting that there is going to be very little activity in that period. And we are encouraging them to be honest about where they sit. They would have to look at their cash flow, their financing, um, their ability to deliver. And we're encouraging them to take a really good look at their business.
0: And do you feel that? I mean, you know, the retail network is a very wide and varied thing, isn't it? You know, how many? You know, as a percentage, I guess, how many do you think might be in a slightly precarious position, and how many do you think are very well set up to do the kind of thing you're just you're just describing?
2: I think that there are obviously some larger players and some well organised smaller businesses that would would do this as routine, so I think any good business would understand at any point in time where they are at, what their forward order book is. and So I, I feel that looking at it, there will be a number of companies that can do it. My worry and concern is I also feel that our industry is made up of a lot of Mr. and Mrs. husband and wife businesses. And I think to try and deal with this matter on your own can be exceptionally challenging and very difficult Uh, And therefore, it's how do people get advice and guidance and support and what actions they should take. And I think that is the challenge that we all have today.
0: Yes, for some of the other people I've been talking to, there's two two strands to that, really. One is who within this industry can they turn to to get advice from? And the other is, I guess, who locally within their geography they can turn to, local business groups, other business people to kind of see how they're dealing with it.
2: Well, I'm seriously concerned about our industry because when I listen to the news and I read the newspapers, we're talking about airlines, we're talking about car manufacturers, we're talking about ledger industry. But actually, what, one of my major concerns is I think as an industry, I'm concerned who will look after the industry as a whole and, and what decisions the industry makes and how we're going to make sure that we come out of this at the other end stronger and better than we were before it started. Yeah. So I
0: have real concerns. Weirdly, though, I do find that, because obviously we went through a not a... I mean, it's the only similar thing we can compare this to, can't we? The crash of 2008. And there is a tangible difference to me, because I obviously reported on that as much as I'm reporting on this. And there is a tangible difference of we're all in this together, let's stick together, we can get through this together, that, that I don't think existed in 2008. It seemed to be a much more mercenary approach back then than than what's happening now. Yeah, I think in
2: 2008 it was a position that was forced, everybody knew what the position was in 2008, maybe not before, but after that day we were in recession, the exchange rate was struggling, the markets had crashed and I think there's a natural response to that. I think the difference with today is it follows hot on the heels of Brexit, which has put a lot of companies under pressure not because of actually what's happened, but if you look at the exchange rate and the margin pressures that companies have suffered over the last two or three years, I think we enter this new issue, probably not as strong as we would have been. So I think the the leading of Brexit to this makes the the situation more alarming and and probably uh, more risky. Um, and, And that's what concerns me. So I think the companies that were rescued themselves after the crash, got through brexit you get into 2020 and things look super positive and you know you wake up one day and it's gonna stop
0: <laughs> yeah well look the p- part this is, is about sort of practical steps and practical things we can do positively now you're you're you've been calling for people to kind of join a well i guess it's an advice help plan how would you describe what it is you're trying to set up
2: Yeah, so what I want to do is take down the walls and barriers within the industry as, you know, there are a lot of large manufacturers like ourselves, some of whom that compete with each other. But I think it's a case I'm looking for a number of individuals in larger companies that are prepared to put some time aside and give help and guidance to retailers, individuals. It could be installers that are going to be faced with a situation where they could for no reason of their own, be out of work, not have wages, be unclear of what they do, what resources they can get from the government. So my idea was to try and set up a committee of 10 to 12 business owners or people that feel that they have the experience and they're able to guide businesses through this difficult time and offer a free of charge service where we can give advice and guidance across the country. And what kind of response
0: have you had so far? You may have been doing, you know, calling this out for a day or so. What kind of response have you had?
2: Yeah, I've had a, a really, really good response. Uh, some companies uh, prefer that they deal with their own house and uh, are not that concerned about the wider industry. Uh, so I have had a number of calls, but I think it is, yeah, I need more and I want more people to who feel that they can help to step up to the plate. And I think we are in a position where we need to, how are we gonna save the industry? Not only kitchens, but kitchens, bathrooms, bedrooms, and you've got all the self-employed installers. So I think it is a, a serious challenge and one that we need to face quickly. Well, I
0: mean, it's very positive that you're making uh, moves in that direction. So showing a bit of leadership there. So I think think that's absolutely fantastic. Anything we can do to help, as I've already said to you, not on the microphone, uh, we will clearly do. But uh, but listen, thanks so much for your time. I'm sure you're busy coping with all this as well in, in your own business.
2: Lovely. Thank you very much. Good to speak to you. Thanks, mate. You too.
0: Thank you to Stephen Johnson, and if anyone wants to get in touch with him, you can find him easily on LinkedIn or drop me a line and I'll put you in touch. That's it for today. Lots of food for thought, I think, but I'll be back tomorrow with more of the same. I am looking for people with positive ideas, advice, and actions to come on and talk to me. So if that's you, or you can recommend someone, then get in touch with me too. You can find me on LinkedIn or email me direct, Davis at com. I'll put that address in every episode description too. Please rate, review and especially subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and it helps others to find us too. I'll see you tomorrow.